Colin Rocker is on the most serious podcast. Colin, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the people who listen to this? Yes, Rupunaman, absolutely. So my name is Colin Rocker. I'm 27 years old and I live in New York City. Uh, my day job is actually as a technology talent uh, agent, but uh, I have a history in consulting as well. And I also give career tips on the side, uh, both mostly on TikTok and now Instagram as well. Yeah, <laughs> he, we've got a fella who's kind of doing everything at once. He's one of those people who you get, uh, you know, once you look at people like Colin, you almost feel like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I not making, oh you know, career shifts? <laughs> or why am I not doing something on the side? So it's it's super fun to get the hold of you and ask you some questions related to career, uh, you know, progress that you've made, the shifts that you've done and uh, what all experiences you've had while uh, you know going through the process of uh, being in consulting doing your education complete and then shifting to tech so what's been that like do you want to do you have a favorite story or a summary point you want to start with? so i always go back to like the childhood uh, version of yeah. my guests and let's just start yeah. there i i think it's i think that's the right thing right it it, it definitely sets the context so I'll, I'll start at the beginning right so so i'm i live in new york now but i'm actually originally from georgia just outside of atlanta is where i was raised um, and I had absolutely like zero exposure to professional or corporate life growing up. My dad was a plumber and my mom was a school teacher. And so growing up, I had absolutely no idea what these jobs were. Um, it was funny. I, I would spend most of my summer vacations with my dad riding around Atlanta doing, you know, unclogging drains and fixing water heaters. <laughs> and we'd go by Atlanta and I'd see these big buildings made of glass. And like, what do the people in those buildings do? Right. What is that yeah. life like? Right. So when I got to college, I went to the University of Georgia, obviously in Georgia. Um, and I, I would say my top three, uh, TV shows I watched were Mad Men, House of Cards and Suits, because I wanted oh, to just like soak up as much yeah. of this like professional, like, like how do these people behave, right? How do you get this job? What is this job like? And so, um, I had to teach myself everything. Right. And I think that's where a lot of my, um, ideas for my content comes now, because I'm not, I'm not telling you something that I didn't do myself. Right. And mm. so, um, that's really how I got into the the professional field and consulting, as you know, is, you know, a, an excellent place to start your career. I think if you're ambitious, if you're smart, if you don't exactly know exactly what you want to do, but you know, you want to do something that's impactful, that's going to give you a lot of various experiences, you know, um, that's how I got into consulting. And then now, like you said, I'm at a small uh, tech startup that's focused on the talent market. So right now I'm, I'm a talent agent. And so the best thing that how to, how to describe that is like, if you wanted to take the Hollywood talent agent model, like the one behind the scenes, getting the deals for Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, we do that for people in tech. And so right now I'm working with almost 40 like product managers and software engineers and trying to help them navigate this job market, which is, has its ups and downs for sure. Yeah. And, and right now the context uh, that we're talking in, like we're recording this in April of 2023, most of the people are saying that this is one of the you know, after 2008-9, this is one of those periods, the recession periods, where maybe jobs are down, economy is not very stable and everything. So at this point, this conversation again amplifies a bit more because people are now thinking about once once everything is smooth sailing, then people don't tend to talk about or maybe brush up on their skills or they don't want to revisit on uh, how to maybe navigate their career more. But once it comes to a point of, uh, once there's some challenge, I think then only uh, the human nature is to go out and explore and scratch, you know, to just to kind Absolutely. of save yourself. Also to, you want to upskill <laughs> and you want to, you kind of, no yeah. one on a good Sunday, on a relaxed Sunday is, goes like, I want to make some career advancements. Everything is sorted. People usually tend to have those triggers once uh, they sense that uh, they might be, you know, 
the market's not very stable or they might be looking for a new job soon so do you think like uh, is this maybe the right approach you start thinking about what do you want to do in your because there's this again there's this double edged sword of maybe not overthinking mm-hmm. it too much because you're consciously anxious am i doing the right thing or do you yeah. think there's like a planned structural layout that one individual can follow about thinking about their career I think especially if you're young and you're starting out in your career you don't want to reduce optionality too quickly. And so that's why something like excuse me something like consulting or even one of these high finance jobs or even joining maybe a larger technology company maybe not something so early as a startup is um a good thing because you're going to get a very wide aperture of experiences and so you can say okay I I really like this thing but I really don't like most of this other stuff, right? I think starting out with too much of a plan um is you know it it can it can be hampering in a way right and and you know the biker the the boxer mike tyson has that quote um everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face right then you're <laughs> going to get punched in the face especially in that like first year or two in your career and so you want to start out with something that you know is building on your skill set that you generally like right and that you know is is going to pay you what you need to to live your life but um you don't the, the fact of the matter is when you're 22 or 21 and when you're starting your career you don't really know what you want to do when you're not that good at that many things yet yeah. right and so just try things and then as you learn more about yourself you can choose to get more specialized over time right so did you when you were 21 or 22 did you have like a plan did like you you you've been watching suits now i get it because i was also watching suits <laughs> and i thought that consulting is like this fancy uh, expensive yeah. suits and traveling to all these crazy cities and you know just being on a very tight schedule and taking meetings and making pretty decks and right. uh, so so was it was it the same uh, kind of uh, incentive for you were you thinking about this at 21 22 or did you have like a structured plan for yourself I would say my my college years were meticulously planned. I've actually made a video on this on my TikTok where I literally made a spreadsheet for every single semester like what exactly I needed to get done, right? And wow. I had like almost retrospectives with myself like every couple of months like I'd look at it and say how am I tracking against the plan, right? <laughs> But I think to be honest with you, graduating college and getting my like moving to New York, getting my first job and and just like figuring everything else out, like that was such a monumental shift in the life I had been living at the time that I I couldn't plan because every day looked so 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 different. And so I probably spent the first like 6 to 8 months just getting my feet on the ground. I mean when I went, when I moved to New York I didn't even have an apartment, right? So I I rented some woman's attic on Airbnb because I didn't like I didn't plan to save the money that wow. I needed to get an apartment. Yeah, and so like that was like I was trying to figure stuff out for the first couple months. Um I think now, you know, I I make I I have general like directional goals but i think what i what i want to focus on now is just getting deciding what the what the lifestyle i want to build and then like doing the activities that gets me to that lifestyle right because i think um opportunities have come my, certain ways in my life irrespective of whatever goals i had but if i if i stick to this plan and i do these activities in terms of like showing up to work giving it my all releasing the content on the schedule that i can realistically maintain right giving the people that i love in my life like the right care and attention that they need at that time that's where all the opportunities going to come from i don't have goals where like this year i need to be on 10 podcasts right but you reach out to me and i'm on a podcast right and so <laughs> um that's kind of how i look at my life right now yeah and i also i was going through uh, like someone's twitter post or something recently and it said that what's stopping you from you know taking those decisions that 
ideally in your ideal life that you would take so let's say everyone has goals dreams and everyone imagines that at 32 at 42 they'll have this house with a big swimming pool and you know they'll just be chilling with a martini or something so you <laughs> sometimes think that uh, you know i'll make i live my best life when i get to there but uh, that quote was about or that post was about why don't you wake up the next morning and just try to practice those routines or those decisions that you might take like you will be thinking that i i i will go running in the morning once i am you know i have this whole uh, everything set up for me and i'll maybe yeah. write for a couple of hours or i'll sleep on time or i'll give time to my family and you have all these positive things outlined for you that you'll do at one stage but you don't do them you can do them from tomorrow but you don't try to exercise them in that moment because because i don't know what do you why do you think people don't live up to their best exceptional selves i think so bill gates has this quote and he says most people overestimate what they can get done in a day but they vastly underestimate what can get done in a year yeah i know it sort of goes back to the point of like we try to we want it all now and if we don't get it immediately when we want it i think the plans fall apart and then we choose to do nothing at all right i think you doing this podcast and you're releasing these episodes you've got 100 episodes I, i read a quote where um 90% of the podcasts that are on the apple podcast app have only one episode and so if oh. you have a podcast and you have posted more than one episode that means you are already in the top 10% of all podcasts right wow. and so people rush to get things done and then when they don't get them done or when they don't get to the house and the martini and with the pool right um i think it's it's very demoralizing which is why i think my approach now is i if i can just put the work in over time and just build this compounding snowball eventually i'll get to that point right cuz hey i you know i want a house right a pool would be nice right i want to drink some martinis like i i still have that um directional you know goal setting in my life but i think people can't can't stick to the plan right i, I think um i forget who says this but someone it may be alex ramosi but he said um oftentimes the most successful people in life are the people that do the common thing for an uncommonly long period of time right and so it's yeah. not as exciting and it's not as splashy but you eventually get to where you're going if you can just commit to the work yeah so yeah it it similarly i've heard a quote for football i follow football a lot i don't know if you do or not so uh, so there there's there was this footballing legend called johan cruyff and he had this quote that uh, <clears throat> football is a very uh, i don't know they call it a very difficult complicated game but it's just if you do the simple stuff correct if you know how to pick a pass if you know how to play a pass and if you know how to receive a pass if you know how to shoot if you got your basics correct if you do them pretty well over time you get 10000 iterations you know there was this is again interesting quote on the same point that we're talking about you don't practice until you get it right i think kobe bryant is all about this you don't <laughs> practice until you get it right you practice until you can't get it wrong yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I can I can totally relate that to my career as well, right? I mean, the the, you know, late nights that I spent as a young consultant right until midnight or 2 in the morning working on some PowerPoint deck or fine-tuning some Excel model that I didn't really, you know, obviously want to be doing at that point at that late in the yeah. night. Like I I use those skills now on a daily basis in terms of how I present my ideas, how I go about making my content on these apps. It's like you you re- you don't even realize that you're building up a skill sometimes because the work can feel so monotonous right but then you have that um karate kid like wax on wax off moment where like oh you you do know karate but you've been sweeping right it's like you sometimes it's hard to connect the dots especially when you're young but i think um you know looking at a longer time horizon um you you will get there you have to yeah put that put that work in day after day 
what's uh, what's the difference that you learned over time by while watching suits while you thought that this maybe was consulting <laughs> or this maybe was corporate law and what did you learn post doing that episode that's so funny um people people are wildly unpredictable as i guess would be the the main learning you know when you're when you're watching that show every every move is scripted right and and they're at the end of that 45 minutes like they have to resolve the case or they have to you know finish the campaign if it's mad men right but but in real life what i the one thing i learned is that you know more often it's about the the individuals that are making a certain decision and their their personalities and their histories and their biases and and their constraints right that that end up moving something in a certain direction and so i realized that you know your career is much 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 more about um how you can navigate and build relationships but the boilerplate skills are of course there right you need to be able to do certain things tactically but um that was a very early lesson i learned where it's like oh like i can't just you can't just show up and hit some certain metric goal or do some certain like discrete task and expect to get all of the success that you're probably earned you also have to learn to go out there and build relationships and and react to situations as they happen in the room and um, really be tuned into all the factors that may be affecting a certain decision for you was it like uh, i've everyone has certain transition transitions from you know once you realize that this is what i thought I, that i wanted and this is what i actually want after doing that thing you'll maybe realize that so for you like you did consulting and then you kind of made a shift to tech right now where you're doing the talent management thing for uh, in the tech space Mm-hmm. so is it more like uh, you wanted to become a part of this talent uh, fa- strategy part more or was it like you wanted to break into tech and you wanted to just be part of this huge tech association that's been going on yeah so i think it's it's a combination of both but mostly the latter i think um you know being in consulting you're obviously around a lot of technology and you're making recommendations and you're doing you know analysis of certain like platforms right but you're not really or i in my role wasn't that really that close to the technologies at least as much as i wanted to be right and so i really wanted to be a part of something that was building a solution to a problem and in the tech world was always just super super fascinating to me and so i i can't say that you know my uh my end all be all of my career right is this is this current position but i i think that uh longer term it's strategically positioning me to one get the experience of being in a startup right i mean my last company had you know 500,000 people and this company has like 20 <laughs> right like they're 20 people just trying to make this thing work um and we're all in the office every single day and so there's a lot of like closeness there and then and the nights are pretty long and like doing all this close work you know trying to build something you know a service but also you know we're home brewing some applications inside the, the startup as well um has been a really good experience for me and it's exactly what i was looking for um and just it it just so happens right because the content i make is so focused on my career the exact lessons that i'm learning in this job in terms of how i coach my clients and how i you know present them as their best selves to be successful in their searches i can take those learnings out and then figure out a way to deliver that in 20 seconds or 40 seconds you know at a in a reel or a tiktok video right and how do you how did you personally tackle this problem of making a a career switch because you're from one industry and then trying of course i think uh, there are some like uh, attributes to making a good switch is maybe you if you have like the point you touched upon earlier that if you have good relationship that also helps a lot if you have a good network yeah. if you have transferable skills so what what worked the magic for you 
Yeah, I would say this this switch. It's a really good question because this switch definitely was not something that I got due to my my network or a relationship, but it definitely was due to transferable skills, right? Because what I did was I looked at you know everything I've been doing for the past four years, and then I abstracted that out to my core base skills, and then I went and looked right for positions that could use that skill set, right? Because the the thing about what I do now is you know there isn't there isn't anyone really that's been doing this exact role for a super long time, right? If you're, if you're a recruiter, sure, you work in the talent space, but you're working for a company, not an individual candidate, right? If you are a coach, right, you may not know enough about the tech space, right? If you're a consultant, you may have not, you know, worked on such a small team. And so there, uh, I think I got lucky in the sense that this startup was looking for people that sort of had a little bit of this and a little bit of that, right? And they were trying to mold and figure out themselves, right? What attributes make the right candidate for this position. But I think um, being able to communicate, being able to build relationships, um, general, you know, knowledge of the technology field and space in terms of who's getting funded, what things are being built, you know, who's talking about what, right? Where's talent moving in the space? Um, all those things sort of came together and really like made me a good fit for this role. So I think sometimes, you know, it, it can be your network and I, I'm not, you know, obviously that is a super, you know, great path, but um, if you're trying to make a career switch, it's also about looking at the skill set you're building at your current job and how that skill set can be applied to a different industry or to a different, you know, field altogether. That makes a lot of sense, man. It's actually, it's uh, like looking uh, at your story now, it, I almost feel like this is, act, this is a good option to have, like, you know, going from uh, working with such a large organization, then to experiencing what a very small stealth team could work like, you know, having that level of, because the decisions are also, I think, very dynamic in nature once you're working in small teams and Absolutely. almost everyone has a huge impact on the inputs and the outputs and it's so much, you know, just uh, dynamic work. But let me just go on and ask, ask like a question, which is a bit different from what we're talking about earlier. And this maybe this question maybe resonates with a lot of people. When was the last time you felt insecure about your career or you felt like an imposter? Mm, mm. Um, that's not felt insecure about my career. I would say I, I don't think I've ever really gotten over that feeling. You know, I, I would say that, uh, certain days, there are certain moments where I feel like, okay, this is like a, this is like a big win. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But for <laughs> me, I mean, I'm like, I, I was surprised I got my very first job. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the <laughs> thing I did, the, the job I had before I was at Deloitte was, you know, I was working in the kitchen of a Chick-fil-A, right? Frying chicken and French fries, <laughs> you know, so for $7 an hour. So I was, I was surprised when I got that job. And so there was definitely a, a larger amount of imposter syndrome earlier on, just trying to, to learn those ropes. Um, but I think as as I've grown in my career, I guess I'm I'm secure in the things I've done, but I'm always looking for ways to expand, right? And so for me, it's it's not about you know. Um, I was actually just thinking about this this week. I I think feeling anxiety at work can be a good thing because it means that you are doing something that one you have an investment in the outcome. So if you didn't care, you wouldn't be anxious, right? And then you were at the the extreme point of your skill set, you are pushing yourself to do something, you're being put in a position where you have to do something that you're not all that comfortable doing because you think you can't do it. But yeah. I mean, you have to think about, you know, that that entrepreneur that's built that big business or that, you know, senior vice president that's been at this company for a long time and had a meteoric rise through the ranks. Like they, you know, what their Tuesday is, like they they could do everything on your plate and more, right? And so if you want to get to that level or beyond that level, you have to put yourself in those shoes and say, okay, like I, you know, I need to get over this and I just have to become 
um, something greater than me to get to that point. Um, I have this quote where I say, um, when you're at work, don't be yourself, be better than you. And, and it's, <laughs> it goes to this point of like, you almost have to assume this like um, super colon or like, you know, uber colon mindset of like, if, if Colin had the big house with the pool and the martinis, right. And he's coming in a suit every day and he, you know, has had this level of success. Like what, um, what confidence would that guy have? You know, what, what energy would he bring into the room with him? And then that's what you have to kind of assume. And then you will get there over time, you know, because I, I think um, the only, the only difference is you haven't, you just haven't done it yet. Right. And so believing that you can grow and believing that you can do it is the same thing as, you know, having done it in, in some cases. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I feel. But yeah, I, I'm always pushing myself. And so I would say at least once a week, I'm like, oh my God, like, can I do this? And then by Friday, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I can, you know. No, but it's very interesting. The point that you, that you mentioned, it's like backtracking yourself from, and, and this also goes back to what I was talking about earlier, that why doesn't your exceptional life day is tomorrow. Like, why can't you make those decisions that you would at the age of 42? Once you've got everything, exactly. why can't you make them tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And that also also translates to <clears throat> accepting the fact that you will grow into your role. So I was watching this uh, video by, I, I forgot his name, but uh, it, it was a person, it was again, someone talking about life and giving advice on to younger people. And it was like, be your age, you know, don't worry about having everything figured out at 26, at 36, or even at 46, you've got yeah. so many, yeah. uh, you've got so much left in you still. Like at this point, if you will try and overcook everything, maybe you will just, because essentially what, what anxiety and what insecurity does to you is it's just all mental. I was talking about, mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to this with a friend earlier and he was like, he, again, the very famous quote of, uh, you don't see the world <clears> the way <throat> it is. You see the world the way you are. 100%. So yeah. the fl the flaw is in the lens or the flaw is in the perspective. But I love how you translate that perspective from just try to just assume that you are the guy who has got everything mm -hmm. and who who is kind of having that level of confidence after achieving things. And that kind yeah. of, you can backtrack that to where you want to become and where you want yeah. to go with your career. I mean, you have to view confidence as a skill, not as a trait, right? Like no one is born with confidence, right? I I mean... You know, you could say like, you know, kids or babies are like fearless, right? Because they haven't, you know, hit up against the, the wall of reality yet. But I think like in your career, <laughs> I love like, it. You, can, you can train yourself to be confident, right? And so like, I think that, yeah, like I, I love that. It's it's definitely a world of your own creation. And so why can't you create a world in which that you can go out and do, you know, whatever it is, right? With that business or that career, or that job. Let's do a fun, uh, fun assumption, uh, Colin. Let's do one thing that we'll look back maybe 10 years uh, post today and you'll think about, I made that uh, forecast or I made that prediction in 2023. So I want you to make a sure. prediction for 2033, let's say. And, uh, you know, just tell me one thing that you're pretty sure that will happen in 2033. <clears throat> um, okay. Like about wider society or just like just me or like what? Like what's my scope here? Let's, let's do, let's do both one of each. What's okay. your one prediction about yourself by 2033? Now we've got this on camera. You can't escape. And what's your one yeah. prediction on, on a societal level, on a wider level that maybe it's related to tech, maybe it's related to AI, maybe it's related to <clears throat> just the state of the world. What do you think? Yeah. yeah let's start yeah. with, let's start with you. <laughs> I think let's start with me. Okay. In the next, hmm. Oh man. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, one prediction about me. Can I start with society? That one came to me first. <laughs> and then maybe I, I can get to myself. It's hard to make it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. It, 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 it's actually, an, even I'm thinking about this question and I'm glad that I don't have to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's the benefit of, yeah, being the person with the podcast, which is the guest on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I think, I think in the next 10 years, remote work will become less relevant or less important to people that want to move ahead in their careers. I think okay. that remote work was a reality of obviously, you know, COVID and what, you know, that was going on at the time. But I think um, especially related to AI, right? Like if you think about it, if you are remote and you are doing something that's, you know, maybe quite, quite manual or manual or quite technical, what is the difference from a machine doing that, you know, in some database somewhere, you know, hosted and, and just running on its own yeah. versus you being, you know, in another city, right? So I think um, there will be a return and maybe like a, like a micro communities form, or maybe we don't have extremely large cities, but we just have, you know, smaller communities and people just come together, but they are in person, they're trying to, to work towards something together. I think, um, I think AI is going to push us closer together, because it's going to make us realize what machines can't do, right? Because oh, I think we're pushing the boundaries of, you know, what what these things can do, but I, there are some things that you know I, I do not think AI will solve you know all of humanity's problems, but I think it will reveal the the striking differences between you know what is humanity and what is you know just something that machines haven't been able to do yet, right? So I do think it'll bring us closer together and sort of prioritize a more in person uh, environment. Um, in ten years, I guess for me, like I. I think I'd like to write a book. I don't know. Does that count? Is that a yeah. goal or is that, is that yeah. a prediction? Yeah. 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 That, that's all like good. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I don't know, just in the past year, even just with some of the things that have come my way in terms of opportunities and some of the, the content I'm making, like I, I'm pretty bullish on myself right over the next 10 years. <laughs> I love that, man. Where, you have to be. Yeah. You have to be. Yeah in terms of where I'm able to, to take this. And I, I would like to be in a point where, you know, in 10 years, I can look back and say, okay, let me, let me chart that path out for you, right? Let me start at the very beginning of my life, right? Um, you know, in Georgia, right? Like knee deep in other people's SHIT, right? With my dad, you know, sort of unclogging drains. And then like, let me take you through, you know, moving to New York, working in consulting, moving to a startup, making content, showing up on podcasts, right? And go all the way through the whole journey. Um, I think it'd be a pretty, I think it's going to be a pretty fun ride. So it's, yeah. it's going to be inspirational, man. I think you should start collecting like, uh, also, I, I don't know if you do journal or not. Do you, do you journal? Uh, not as often as I should, but yeah, I, I definitely have. I filled up a couple notebooks for sure in the past. <laughs> so I, maybe I can send you across. Uh, so I've got this notion template for, uh, it's called a three minute journal and it's very good. I use that. Okay. I was, I talked about it on, on one episode earlier. So it has like a set of questions for the morning and for the night. And, uh, it, 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 they are like, they're very good questions. One of the questions that I love on the, that journal is it asks you, what are you resisting today? And it's such mm. a good question. Once you sit down at night and once you're thinking about your it's day and you think question. that, what was I resisting today? Because so much energy yeah. is spent on trying not to feel something <clears> instead <throat> of trying to, you know, just go on and live with your life. I think you should, I, I'll send that over. I'll send that template over. And yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. Yeah. No but your but your okay. story has been uh, you know Colin it's been super inspirational like just hearing it out from where you started in Georgia and to where you're going I I see a meteoric rise I know a meteoric rise when I see one so his <laughs> his uh, cheers to you and maybe we can 
uh, do that uh, cheers or a toast with a martini in your in your pool once. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, we'll do a ten year anniversary episode. Exactly. I'd, I'd be happy yeah. to come back on when you're when you're on episode one thousand and thirty seven. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Great, awesome talking to you, Colin. Thank you so much for taking the time out, man. I loved your uh, insights and your uh, wits on on this episode, and uh, you know, just super glad to talk to you. Yes, uh, right back at you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and yeah, happy to do it again. So just let me know. Yeah, thank you so much, Colin.